When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Torepko and, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, good morning, tennis fans. It is the morning after the night before, and what a night it was. Emma Raducanu, US Open champion 2021, in quite, well, what a spectacle of a final to start with. Leila Fernandez played her part as well, but all, all the headlines this morning, last night, probably for the next week, probably to the next Grand Slam, are going to be Emma Raducanu. So well done to her. I mean, it was an emotional night, I have to say. You can feel myself welling up last night watching it. Just, It was absolutely brilliant. I couldn't, I'd lost for words. And we covered it last night and the excitement was there. And I think I probably had a few too many celebratory beers afterwards, but uh, feeling it a bit this morning, JJ. <laughs> Listen, I had a lot of beers during the day. I woke up this morning in a bit of a daze. Like, I wasn't sure if it was real or not. Uh, did Raducanu actually win the US Open? I checked my phone and I can verify she definitely did because <laughs> everyone's talking about it. <laughs> tennis fans, non-tennis fans, people from Britain, people from overseas. Everyone knows Raducanu is the US Open champion. She's done it in fashion without dropping a set, uh, beating Emma, another young player, Leila Fernandez, in the final. And the final was really good. We had the big drama at the end of it, which we're going to get into with a medical timeout facing breakpoint. A lot yeah. of controversy there. Some people saying it was a bit unjust. She took a bit too long. I know we've said our piece yesterday, uh, but we'll clarify that later on in the video. But let's start with happier things, and that is no other than the Queen from from England. Yeah, loving it and uh, well, it up on Twitter, is it, or on the social media account? Yes, she's on the royal family uh, social media account. I'll get the full quote up. This is just a, a little piece of it, but uh, I'll go to the phone. You see the royal family there tweeting out at, at Emma Raducanu. Here is the full message, and I'll read it to you. I'll try and read it to you. In uh, the I want you to read it exactly the same way you read it earlier to me. <laughs> so it was uh, the Queen. I send you. Uh, I send my congratulations to you on your success in winning 
the United States Open Tennis Championships. It is a remarkable achievement at such a young age and is testament to your hard work and dedication. I have no doubt your outstanding performance and that your opponent, Leila Fernandez, will inspire the next generation of tennis players. I send my warmest good wishes to you and your many supporters, Elizabeth. Oh, it's so good. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, Do you know what is... you sound like? I forget her name, but that lady on <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I think I know who you mean as well. But this is uh, that's the best I can do for my Queen impression for the oh, day. Hogwarts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's like all it. I was thinking about. But yeah, the, the Queen's, um, of course, she's going to talk about it. She, she's a legend. She's an 18-year-old yeah. legend. I don't know how she's done what she's done. She's going down in the history books. The 44-year wait is over for British tennis. It's and amazing. I'm just, I'm so pleased, man. I'm so pleased because for us on the podcast, we're a tennis podcast, Ben, and we're going to be covering so much more women's tennis than what we ever would have. Let's be honest. We are yeah. going to be getting into it probably more than the men's, if I'm honest, because we're going <laughs> to have so much competition now. With And I'm including Leila Fernandez in that. I think she's yeah. so exciting. There's so many of them. I love Iga Savante, Coco Goff, even all the other guys like the the Ons Jabers, the Sabalenkas, Ashley Barty. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many, and that's the the beauty no, of this. Sarka, this was the new breed coming through. I feel like we've already had like a the sort of the the the, 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 the new breed. There's a new of the new breed, and this is like the 18 year old group. Well, this is, and this is the problem as well for some of those other people who were the new breed. Everyone thought, oh, well, Sabalenka, well, surely, surely Sabalenka's the next person to win a slam because it's all opened up for her. This is probably her best chance. Oh, no, no, no. We've got two teenagers. They wanted it more and they held their nerve more. And I think that was the best thing throughout this whole tournament was the, the, the head, the old head on young shoulders and them being able to hold their nerve throughout all of this adversity throughout the whole tournament. Leila Fernandez especially, and even in the final, she was fighting tooth and nail against uh, Emma Raducanu. She looked like she might be down and out at one point. Then she was back. Then she broke back. Then she was down a break again. Then she was getting break points. And it was a fantastic final. I thought both players played their part. And she goes away with her head held high as well. Despite it being straight sets, I don't think it didn't have a straight sets feel for me. I felt like it was a three setter all self-contained into a two sets. It had all the drama. It was brilliant. Listen, I agree. And we've got uh, some good comments coming in. Uh, we've got Gemma saying there was a lovely video of people in Park Langley Club in Bromley celebrating oh. like crazy the club where she learned to play tennis. Well, Amazing. I'll have to have a watch of that. Yeah. That sounds cool. I know we see similar videos like the Olympics where uh, sort of GB win a medal, yeah. they go to their family home or the club and you see the, so nice. the the reception there, usually like four in the morning as well when they're watching it. Yeah. Um, you've got 12 Travel 21. <laughs> How are we doing, mate? Saying, I'm now expecting Ben to rip off his face mask to reveal... It's been Queen Liz doing the tennis watch alongs all along. <laughs> Go on then, take off the mask. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> Just being JG. <laughs> 
Yeah, I imagine that would be quite the thing, wouldn't it? Uh, maybe uh, we'll get her on a podcast at some point and uh, she can confirm. Uh, if we're never in the same place at the same time, there's always going to be the rumour out there, I think, JG. Yeah. That's the problem. Right. Let's move on to the next one. Indeed. Yeah, there's quite a few uh, things to go through, uh, obviously. Oh, it's no surprise. This is a really yeah. good account to follow on Twitter if you haven't already. They have some great stats for, for women's tennis. And they're saying they're here, Emma Raducanu and Leila Fernandez played the ninth all-teenager uh, women's major final in the Open Era. The younger player has now won the last four meetings and six of the nine. I thought that was I thought that was a bit of a shock that the, that, that when you get cool. like two young teenagers in a final that the younger one usually wins. Wow, and they're showing here uh, a list of them going down. Yep, we got Serena Williams beating Martina Hingis there in '99. Hingis beating I think it starts on the more recent at the top, and then yep, you got, so you got 80, 88 at the bottom. Graf beating Zverova. What? Uh, six, six love, six love. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good final. What? <laughs> That's mad. I think that she's the older one there, though, so maybe we'll let Zverova off there. Uh, <laughs> but to see the people who have won as young, well, obviously Hingis, 16-year-old, she was incredible, winning the US Open there, uh, beating Venus Williams. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if she's going to go in the same sort of, or similar trajectory as some of these players. These are legends of yep. the game. Literally, I like, I like the '89 uh, Roland Garros Sanchez Vicario beating Graf oh, at, at to, seventeen. I used to, I used to love uh, Arancha Sanchez Vicario. Yeah, I used to love the name as well. Yeah, exactly. And Steffi Graf, so yeah. tough to beat. Anyway, just brilliant. Um, yeah, a name that I've I've sort of forgotten about until I just saw it there. It's just yeah. one of those ones that I'm probably showing my age now. I remember watching her many times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was the Graf era, the Sellers era as well. And then Hingis sort of coming in a bit later on. Uh, amazing. Maresmo, another name that we don't get to see too often as well anymore. Uh, but she was, I think she was in Andy Murray's uh, coaching team for some yeah. time. So anyway, moving on from that one. Another uh, one from the WTA Insider, playing in just her second main draw at a major. Emma Raducanu is the first woman in the Open era to win her first slam in fewer than four appearances. Oh, I know you can't compare the men's. I think Rafa, it took him about 40 appearances um, mm. in like just in, in, in tournaments to win a first slam. It's not normal. It really isn't to be playing. What's she done? So she's done four... Um, major appearances. I think when they talk about this, I don't mean four mm. slams. No, it's WTA events. Just so main four draw. WTA events. It took roughly like 40 or so ATP events before he won a first slam. Most players, it takes, well, a lot more. Let's be honest. It's it's very difficult. You don't just... No. It's... You don't just walk from the challengers to win the Grand Slam. Usually play WTA events. Mass... Look, let's look at Rublev. Rublev's yep. the prime example. He's been knocking on the door, playing very well. Winning two fifties, five hundreds. The next step, can he get to a Masters? She's not winning. She's not winning these events, the WTA two fifties or any of them other ones. She's not played them. She only played two, and now she walks into a Grand Slam and wins the whole thing without dropping a set. Like it's going to have to go down as one of the greatest things to ever happen in tennis. It's incredible, and the facts. And that people she... are saying I'm getting well... carried away with this whole thing. Sorry, but I, I just think it is. I don't think it's, we've we need to overplay this more than ever because I it think is it's ridiculous. Huge. Then 
I think it's it's just it doesn't like you said at the start it doesn't feel real. It doesn't make sense. It does it and the fact this happened and I like the fact that the fact that she got to the fourth round of Wimbledon that was the big shock and everybody was waiting to see oh was that a fluke could you could you replicate that though I mean you're at home you're in the UK there's a lot of buzz there's a lot of hype then all the crowds on your side and if anything, having all the crowd on her side was more of a negative, I think, in the end in you know, the UK. In the US, she probably had about 80% of the fans on Leila Fernandez's side, I think, yeah. in that stadium last night. And she fought against adversity. She she actually embraced the fact that she wasn't the one being cheered for and was trying to win the fans over with her tennis. And I don't think you can ask for much more than that. I think she she's the real deal. There's no doubt about yeah. it. You got Andreescu's <laughs> name in there. She only played four, um, four tournaments before and winning the US Open. Yeah. And she's another one we've maybe slept on recently. There was a lot of hype around her when she did that. Unfortunately, she's had a lot of injury concerns. I feel like mm. she's been a different player since her injury. I'm hoping Randu Khan who can stay fit. I want her. I just hope she doesn't get any injuries or anything like that. Because it'll be very sad if she does similar to what Andreescu has. But Andreescu's still young. Another one you can throw in the hat. I think we could see some really big tournaments oh, from definitely. her. She got to the quarterfinals this year, I believe, didn't she? Yeah, and she got to the finals of a Masters this year in Miami. Yeah. Let's remember that. Uh, she's she's definitely not out of the, uh, the running. She just has to get her form back after the injury. I think she's done well to get to where she has this year, to be honest. I didn't yeah. see her getting to a final of a Masters already deep into a slam yet until we see her performing a bit better on the uh, on the tour without seeing the her pulling out like she did in the Miami final due to the injury again yeah i just want to see her back to her best cuz we know she we thought she was going to be the the person who took it on after beating serena and go on and win multiple grand slams uh it just hasn't worked out that way and fingers crossed it was another canadian as well so she's now going to have Leila fernandez to uh compete with in Canada and Leila yeah. Fernandez is now what she's up into the top 30 as well yeah flying Bri- yeah brilliant and just just Brad- to clarify this does say actually I, I was didn't read it correctly this is the second main draw at a major wow so it's two majors she's played before okay this is her second one obviously Wimbledon yeah. was the first this is the second in US Open but let's move on to another one because I know we've got another statistic from I think it's a WTA is it yeah well, it's just, it is just her route anyway. Emma Raducanu's uh, 20 US Open sets from qualifying through to the final. And you can just see here, it sort of shows the, well, it visualizes the dominance in the sets and how she's been able to achieve this feat. 6 1, 6 2, 6 3, 7 5. I'm not going to go through all of them all, but there's, look, there's how no many 6 break. ones are there? There's, there's not one tie break. That's how crazy this the is. The closest set was the second one being 7 5. Most yeah. times she gets it wrapped up. The closest set you'll ever see from her is a six-four. It blew me away. Like some of those results against some of the oppositions she was playing, I've never seen them look so average on court when they played against her. And it's credit to her. It's not them that they they didn't do anything wrong. It's just they got shocked. Yeah. The only thing that I'd say that might well, it will start to happen because it's just natural in tennis that when somebody comes on the scene like this, 
people aren't used to playing them. We had it with Karatsev as well. People didn't know what to do because they've never played you before. They've never seen your game. And it works. For the first tournament or two, People, you're playing people for the first time. You're able to beat all of these people with this new uh, a new skill set that people have never seen before. Once they start playing her three, four times, that's when we're going to see the real test of Emma Raducanu. How can you uh, combat people who now have strategies to try and beat you? They're putting up game plans, that type of thing. So it's going to be interesting. I'm hoping she just keeps growing as well and yeah. goes on to win more. The thing what what you've just said as well, now she's got a bounty on her head. Mm. People have watched her play and they're gonna wanna go and beat her. Um, Definitely. They're, gonna formulate, they're gonna formulate a game plan on how to do it. They're gonna work with coaches, they're gonna look at the numbers. Uh, nowadays we've got the beauty of technology and they can analyze every detail of Raducanu. And ultimately people are gonna try and look for a weakness. And they're gonna try and expose yeah. that weakness and find a way to beat her. Um I'm trying to think about it now, and it's going to be tough because I feel when once Raducanu hits that flow state in a match, yeah, she's um, I don't want to say it, but I feel a bit unbeatable. <laughs> Which seems like it seems like some of the but players indestructible. Look yeah, I totally agree. Uh, there's part of me that thinks, and I don't know if this is even true, but it's definitely going to be true for some people. Imagine if you're one of the other people who's been on tour for a long time. There's probably going to be some angry tennis players who thinking. You've just come in on your first. Oh, one hundred percent. I don't think gonna, she's going to be. It's going to be massively popular with a lot, well, a lot of the fans, and especially everyone in in, in England. But some of the players are going to look at this and think, "I'm not letting you do that." Exactly. I've that, worked my whole career to to try and get into a Grand Slam. You're going in and winning it. I'm beating you. I'm not letting you do this. Exactly. And I think there's going to be people out there, and they'll probably see the whole package as well. They'll probably think. This isn't fair. I've worked my whole career to try and earn a, a, a wedge and try and get sponsorship deals. She steps in. She's pretty. She just wins it from being a qualifier. She wins two and a half million dollars. She's now a global superstar. She's now got probably a million Instagram followers. Well, literally... so I can just give you an update on the on the um, follower count. Oh, yeah. So okay. you, you just bring us up to date with what it was before because I forget well, the exact numbers. Before Wimbledon. 4,000 Instagram followers. That's yeah. put that into perspective. After Wimbledon, I think it was around about 300 to 400,000. Yeah. Then coming into the US Open after the first few rounds was went up to 500,000. And I'm, I think we had somebody said it was up to 750 last time we I heard. I think it hit 800 yesterday. It's now past a million. We're on one point two. That's so good. That's what Robert, someone said. I don't know if you want to clarify that, but what I'll I've have seen a look. In the chat yeah. is one point oh. two. Hang on, I'll look on a different page. I won't look on. Right, let me just. I, check. I, I do believe them though, so maybe we'll just take it. Take their. Just go on to the next one, so I can be reading that out while you check. No worries. So okay. here we go. This is it. Just talking from the BBC. We had to bring up a BBC Sport one just for Vance. <laughs> Shout out to him. <laughs> He's saying the 44, well, he's not saying that. The BBC are. The 44-year wait is over. Emma Raducanu, what an incredible achievement. 44 years, Ben. 44. How long have we had to wait? Too long, some might say. Too long. Uh, What? It's just amazing. And wasn't it uh, Virginia Wade they had there in the stadium last night as well? That was brilliant to see. Cheering on Emma. Just fantastic. We had Billie Jean King there as well. Obviously, she was handing the trophy to her. I mean, yeah. what a surreal 
moment for Radu Kanu. This is these are people who she's probably heard about probably when she's got whether or not she's been watching the old old matches <laughs> i don't know because she's so so young well listen uh, we've been saying how surreal it is for her it must be just as surreal for for um for her when she woke up this morning thinking oh. have, I, have i just done that well, i know that's, you... how, that's how i felt when i woke up but she must be that must be intensified even more did you see her Twitter this morning? Though it was, it made me uh, chuckle because she's definitely a very grounded person. Her uh, her tweet was the same as last Sunday. She said, uh, "Routines don't change." She's up watching the uh, the Grand Prix just there in front of the TV again. So she just loves her F one. She's there watching uh watching the F one, uh, and that's her her real passion uh, of a sport to watch outside of tennis and. I think it's quite nice to see somebody who's super passionate about another sport as well. And you saw her when she, after Wimbledon, she was went and got taken out in an F, not in an F1 car. She got to go and sit in like the McLaren uh, F1 car and she got to rev the engines and yeah, she went round. about other sports. I can't amazing. believe 1.2 million yeah, uh, Instagram 1.2. I'm trying to think about other, tennis, other women tennis players who have that amount. Um well, there's loads. You've got obviously Serena, some of the the players who've been on the tour a bit longer. Yeah, some of the yeah. young guns. I don't think anyone gets close, do they? Well, I think Andreescu's got quite a lot, to be honest. Uh, that's what I've, I was going to say. Once but I'm talking more US... like Ashley Barty. How many does Ashley Barty have? Uh oh, yeah. Well, this is what I mean. I, th- I think with some of the older players, well, she's not even well, old. She's like Barty's 25, 300, th- but it doesn't seem she, fair, does it? It's not fair. I mean, Ash Barty, world number one, it it doesn't stack up. But I think it's the story, though. And Ash Barty's been a bit of a, she's been grinding away. And other than that, it's 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 this is just a spectacle as well. Every all the eyes that we had people in the UK fighting to try and get the rights to show it on the TV and stuff like that. They didn't. This was last minute. People would n- knew this was that big. So anyway, I move on to uh, the next one. This one's quite a funny one. I'll let you read. Yeah, we've got Mark Austin here from ITV um, saying, Novak Djokovic may make history today winning the four Grand Slam events in one year, but he will never, ever win the US Open and the Sunridge Park Tennis Club Kent Player of the Year in the same 12 months. Just <laughs> won't happen. Emma Raducanu will always be, uh, will always have that on him. with a different kind of tennis achievements than Novak Djokovic of course he's never going to win the Sunridge Park Tennis Club (laughs) Kent Player of the Year and that was only what less about 12 months ago it's just um, mate you know me being being a a Kent guy I obviously spent my whole life in uh, growing up living in Kent it's so nice that to have somebody from Kent uh, as a Grand Slam champion, just amazing. Only just down the road, uh, where this we're about say twenty five minutes drive away from where I used to live. So, just amazing. Uh, you couldn't really write it. It's a, a incredible, and she's probably they're probably in the same play in the same cabinet together. I say those trophies probably yeah. as uh, <laughs> worth as much as each other to her. Well, that's probably her next win, wasn't it? <laughs> no, I'm sure she's won a few other things. But listen, oh. it, I tell you what, it does do. It bodes well for next year's Kent Player of the Year. I'm sure they'll be after they, <laughs> if they win Kent Player of the Year, they're thinking, oh, maybe I can win the US Open next year. 
Exactly right. Well, and just and imagine... This is the big thing. I think this is what it leads on to. Inspiration. It's going to inspire Massive. people to start playing tennis. It's going to inspire young girls, guys as well, who play tennis currently to look up to a role model who's probably not that different in, in them in age. They can look at someone, it can be a bit, um, what's the word? Uh, not achievable, but you look realistic in terms of the fact that you look at someone, you think, oh, she's done it. She's 18. Yeah. It's only a few years older than me. Maybe I could do it. Exactly right. And this is what tennis needed, I think. Inspiring. I think it needed something like this. There was a little bit... I know that we had all the withdrawals before the US Open. People were a bit deflated coming in. And it was no... Yeah, there was... No one was hiding it either. I saw in the first week, it was noticeable from when when we're doing the podcast. People seemed a bit not... Or a bit uninterested in the tournament just because Serena, Rafa, Roger weren't there. They're only three players, but we kept saying, just embrace the youth of tennis. We keep saying it on GTL, the future of tennis. That's what we'll keep yeah. promoting. And it's, it just bodes well for the podcast. We're always trying to push these young players. So, And the young players now, they're at the forefront of the media. Uh, yeah, and, and just quickly, on Djokovic, uh, we will be doing a preview for that, that final later on, and we'll be covering the final from 9pm UK time. Yeah, uh, 4 p.m. in America. So make sure to join us for that one. I think you need to just push the podcast back before we. I have already. It. Yeah, yeah awesome. I did already. So yeah, make sure to join us on that one. We'll be cover- going live straight after we finish this. We felt like we had to talk about Radicanu, but Djokovic is also going for something special in the calendar year slam, and he's only one match away from it now. But moving yeah. back to this, and Gary Lineker sums it up nicely. Yeah, oh, the irony. And we've Indeed. got the front page of the Daily Express. Migrants will be turned back to France. And then you've got Madrikanu on the other side. <laughs> How it is, oh, the irony. Uh, you can't really... I, I'm surprised they put that together as the front page. It's just bizarre to me. Uh, well, someone should get sacked. But I don't know if they did it intentionally. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it just gets clicks and people, people have a look at it. We don't want to keep this too political, our podcast, but... Yeah, the top, top and bottom of it is we're in a bit of a mixed, well, divided country, uh, world, you could say. So I know there's a lot of issues in America as well. Uh, but in the UK, we've had all the stuff with Brexit and different things. I'm not going to get mm. into that. But I think this is the beauty of sort of a mixed heritage UK uh, with a mix of cultures and, and things like that. For me, my dad, he's, a, he's an immigrant who come to the country 25 years ago or so. Mm. And... I wouldn't be here today without it. So I've loved the whole freedom of of, of the of, of movement between the EU and allowing things like this to happen. And now we've seen a future star. You can see here, Emma Raducanu's parents are Romanian and Chinese. She herself identify, uh, was born in Canada, but she still proudly identifies as British. She's won the US Open. Remember this, being British can, comprom- uh, com- comprise. Can, can comprise a real mix. It's why we must be an open and welcome country. I agree yeah. completely. I, yeah, I totally agree. The mix of cultures and the the mix of heritages and things like that is what makes Britain great. And you can't forget it because we have a very multicultural society, especially in London as well. And it wouldn't be half what it is if we didn't have all of the mixture because 
well, I don't even want to say like the different cuisines and things like that. Like they bring so much to different areas of uh, the country. So, and they bring in stuff to different areas now of sport, which is fantastic. And we've seen it with with many. Like, would England have made it to the final of the Euros? Probably not. Well, so no. <laughs> you're just exactly right. So this type of thing, England's sport, sporting achievements, they're all doing very well. Uh, and I think it's just, you, I just embrace it. I think it's in, incredible. I think that her parents must be so proud like right now. Like I feel bad that they couldn't be there with her to celebrate, but I'm, I'm, I can only imagine the party that's going to be happening when she gets home and she said she doesn't even know when she's able to go home either, which is pretty crazy. I'm sure she just can't wait to see her parents. Uh, it's going to be a, hopefully they film that as well. Yeah. <laughs> well be a... They will it's probably be on Instagram or something. We've yeah. got 12 travel 21 saying Mo Farah, most decorated runner born in Somalia. Exactly. And, uh, right. Like I said, I proudly identify myself as someone of mixed heritage living in the UK. So it is, even more special to see what Radu Kanu does, and it inspires me with everything I do in life. You can see here, Radu Kanu after the win, all dressed up. She got put put a bit of lippy on, a bit of makeup, and she's kissing the the trophy there. Listen, it just this even makes it feel even crazier. Who would have thought we'd see her with a trophy? And we, I'm just keep going back to the draw preview when we were talking about the draw. We was looking at the route. Uh, you had her going through a few rounds. I feel like through more. Just hope yeah. than anything. Did you really believe she could even beat Brady? Brady then oh, pulled out. We wasn't I was, sure. I was on the Wimbledon it, hype train. It, yeah, it was a bit of hype. It was highly unlikely her to progress. And she's done it. Progress, progress, progress. Gets to the final, wins the whole thing. And here she is, kissing the trophy. Well, the one thing when she actually received the trophy, I think she, it was a bit surreal for her. I don't think she, she even really celebrated when she got given the trophy. She just sort of held it and was looking at it. And having they were taking photos. It was almost like she was in a dream. I don't know. She didn't pick it up and go and celebrate and do anything. Like she just was holding it. And I thought, come on, put it up, do do something. But yeah, there's plenty of chances for her to have pictures of the trophy afterwards. So yeah, really, really uh, great stuff there. Uh, moving on to this one. Uh, yeah, this one was. Uh, oh, yeah, this ruined it. I know this one was here anyway. Yeah, it was somebody saying quite funny. She's Canadian. I think this was on the Piers Morgan one, so we cut off the bit with Paul Piers Morgan at the top. Uh, yeah. But you can see here, uh, Radu kind of there laying on the floor, and someone comments, "Oh, she's Canadian," and that we get Peter reply saying, "Jesus was born in the stable, pal. Doesn't make him a horse." <laughs> <laughs> I know you really like this one, didn't you? Yeah, I thought it was very funny, very quick-witted. Uh, I like it. Well done, Peter Benson. Uh, right, move on to the next one. Um, yeah, we've seen that one already. Apologies. And uh, yeah, and well, just a final one. The Wimbledon account posting out. I mean, what better way to finish? That was where she broke onto the yep. scene at That's Wimbledon. Exactly. From qualifier to champion without losing a single set across 10 matches. We're lost for words. Emma Raducanu. I don't know. if Will it ever be done again? <laughs> That's the, how big this is. From qualifier to champion without without even going to a tie break. That's just ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. And Lost for Words is, that's it. it you're trying to find something that is that amazing a word to, to explain well, it. There isn't one. you can't compare it to anything. 
It's called a Raducanu. That's it. Yeah. Listen, if it ever happens again, we'll say, oh, well, Raducanu's done it once. And so, listen, her name's written in the history books forever. For as long yeah. as tennis is played, everyone's going to talk about Raducanu and she's going to be mentioned. Cool. Just like, and she's, she's, she's writing herself alongside some greats, I think. Well, I think already. And she, listen, she, listen, we've not even said something. She's not finished yet. And that sort of brings me on to my next point. Where's next now for Raducanu? The next is, uh, well, take a little bit of time uh, after this tournament to soak it in and then get back because she's going to be number 23 in the world now and she will be into the main draw of every single WTA event she wants to get into. So keep your eye out for the rest of the year. She's going to be entering some big tournaments, I'm sure. We're going to be seeing her. Will she be in the uh, race to Shenzhen as well, maybe at the end of the year? Who knows? (laughs) This is what I mean. <laughs> this is how ridiculous it's become. But that, that, I wanted to say her name now, well, because of what she's done is so incredible, you, it will now be known as, oh, can you do a Raducanu? <laughs> that's it. That's how big it becomes. Well, when you do something. follows it up because the next slam we're going to be having is obviously the Australian Open next year. She's going to be in that one in the main draw. No qualification. Hard courts um, again. She probably will. She she seeded, isn't she for it? I'm she's sure she a will be. Player for she really will be. Australian Open, and she she can get in any tournament she wants now. She can pick and choose her events, and I'm just wishing her well. Indian all, all the success she can have. That one's coming up. Well done, Cameron, pointing that one out. That will be a big. Yeah, that's heard probably... someone say that before. Oh, okay, yeah, apologies. Yeah, that one's a big one that's coming up, and I'm super excited. To see what's next for well, Emma. Yeah, well, it's going to be a bit different as well. It's going to be a two-week yeah. tournament, so it's going to be like a little mini slam. Um, I'm sure that'll suit Emma down to the ground. Ah, she only does it. She only likes playing slams. She only likes playing over two weeks. It's our maybe, ideal scenario. Maybe she just doesn't play any tennis until the next slam, and then she just has some time off between slams. Doesn't play anything. She just does. Just wins the slams. That's it. That's her now. <laughs> <laughs> just plays in Bromley for the rest of the time, winning the uh, the other smaller tournaments. We've got Gene Sands Chicago is also coming up. Well, we're going to be covering it all on Game to Love anyway. So make sure yeah. hit that subscribe button, uh, like this video as well. It really helps us out. We're going to now head over to the men's uh, and we're going to talk about the men's final, which is going to be happening tonight uh, in oh. the UK, 9 p.m. time or 4 p.m. if you're living in the US. And yeah, it's going to be special. Daniel Medvedev trying to stop Novak Djokovic reach the calendar year slam. Um I don't know. I feel like Djokovic can do it from this moment, but I do have this scenario in my final. I predicted the exact final and I have Daniel Medvedev, the only person who's done it in the bracket league. So it means if Daniel Medvedev is able to win, I win the whole bracket. But I know you're going to be cheering on history because you'd love to see Djokovic. I will be. Emulate something very special. Indeed, yes. There's just part of me that just, I don't know... he's looking so good at the moment, Djokovic. It's going to be a tough match, and I think it's going to be a lot tougher than the Australian Open, but we're going to get into that anyway in about three or four minutes' time on the next video. Let's leave this one uh, just for Emma Raducanu, the US Open champion 2021. Uh, I can't believe I'm even saying it again. Champion of the US Open. And to go down in history now, name on the trophy brilliant yeah thanks for watching guys like and subscribe and we see you guys very soon on the next one
See you later, guys. Podcast Network.